I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons and Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out the Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a lighthearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for Dungeon Masters. There's something for everyone, no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Find the Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the attempted assassination of Andrew Jackson. So grab your loaded pistols and let's get civical. everybody hello everyone welcome back to let's get civical i am lizzie stewart and i am arden wallentowski and we are recording on a sunday night which we never do it's risky we never do sunday nights Mm -mm. we either do weekend mornings correct slash afternoons Mm -hmm. or like weekday evenings but never a sunday Sunday evening. No, we never do Sunday evenings because I feel like at one point fairly early on, we discovered evenings, not the best time for us. Not that it, I I would say not, not the ideal time for us, but I also think it depends on what we're talking about because I Correct. think that today's topic will garner a lot for me. I've been gearing up for this conversation since we had to reschedule oh. this 
<laughs> recording session from yesterday. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, yeah. I am I am hot to trot. I've got my Supreme Court mug. I'm ready to talk about the attempted assassination of one of our least favorite presidents, Andrew Jackson. They almost got him. They almost got him. They almost got him. They almost got him. And I feel like the reason he wasn't gotten was because that man was like, fuck off. Do you know who I I mean, like, he's just... Do do you know who I am? A fighter. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean that in the best and the worst sense of the words. He is a fighter. Right. I think I want to say up top right here, right now, we're going to lay on some... I wouldn't call it praise of Andrew Jackson, but there will be some moments where I can appreciate sure. the gumption behind. But at, at the end of the day, it's it's a no for me when it comes to Andrew Jackson. So I don't want that to be confused at all. If you're an Andrew Jackson fanatic, once again, I don't think this is the place for you. I'm pretty sure I've sent away Andrew Jackson fanatics in the past. I'm pretty sure you have. I do recall. So, just reminding, just reminding the the Jackson heads out there that this isn't this isn't for you. I stand at your Jackson. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. He's amazing. But we've talked about a lot of assassinations on this episode. I think we've covered almost all the major ones except like a full big one on JFK. Oh, because it's so intimidating. Attempted. No, it's so intimidating. We'll get we'll do JFK in a fifty part series <sighs> when we have the mental capacity to take it on. Yes. But until then, we've covered a lot of big ones. We have. But never an attempted. No, because, you know, I don't think we've ever talked about, like, um, well, we've never really talked about Reagan at all. I know. Well, there's so, uh. well, when you think of attempted, it opened, <laughs> we haven't talked about Teddy Roosevelt. Somebody tried to shoot uh-uh. him. In, all right. In my favorite assassination story or slash attempted assassination story, you know, so... There's a there's a whole new world a, out there. I thought we were at our I thought we were at the end of our assassination yes. exploration, but we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're here. No. And we're gonna start talking about attempted ones because it's also interesting. We're gonna find out if this assassin. It's super interesting. Is hot. We're gonna find that out if they're hot or not. Huge. Oh yeah. Have you huge. looked them up? I have not because I didn't okay, want to do that Save without it. you. I didn't want to do that without Save you. Save it. Yes, well, there's a whole section we'll talk about him, and I feel like that's when we that's when we look him up. Richard Lawrence is his name. Richard. But you also, but you also know that it's not he did not succeed because we don't know his middle name. Right. He's yeah. not a three. He's not a three part namer because he failed. Right. Right. And you don't get your middle name out there if you don't. Oh, you gotta win. Not that I'm advocating, but you gotta earn. Yeah. Oh, I guess name. a good thing to say at the top as well. Nobody go assassinating anybody. This is not. This is a terrible decision. Terrible. Don't don't kill people. Don't hurt people. Don't harm people. No. Period. Yes. Period. We don't condone it. We don't. We don't condone it. it. We don't condone it. We're going to explore it, but we're not condoning it. Mm -mm. Okay. I think there's a difference. Mm -hmm. I think there's a difference. So before we jump into our non-condoning episode of the attempted assassination of Andrew Jackson, do you want to talk about the sources? I sure do. Okay, so his our, our first source is history.com. Obviously. Obviously. Second source, Smithsonian Magazine. A great little article by Lorraine Boissonault. Love and the name. Love the name. Love the name. Po- an article in Politico by Andrew Glass. 
and a little just a little bit from the u.s senate that mm, little bit mm. you know i love when we talk to the u.s senate it's so wasn't great. andrew jackson a senator am i crazy i do believe he it. Was. yes yeah yes yes okay look guys if you're already angry i am not coming in here with all of the knowledge about I andrew don't. jackson i just you you tell me to commit time to that man and i'm gonna say no 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 more than necessary no more than necessary. We're only here because I I am curious about assassinations, not about Andrew. We're Jackson. here. We're here for the attempted murder, not the man. Not the man. So, let's talk about what happened with this attempted assassination. Let's get the timeline of events. Here we go. On January thirtieth, eighteen thirty-five. Andrew Jackson became the first American president to experience an assassination attempt. Ooh, if you're not first, you're last. You know what I mean? Yeah. Six years into his presidency, Jackson had used bluster and fiery speeches to garner support for his emergent Democratic coalition. Mm -hmm. A.K.A. he was an asshole who said (laughs) assholey things. To bring people together. Yes. What brings people together more than assholery? Being a jerk. He used his veto power far more often than previous presidents, obstructing congressional action and making political enemies in the process. You don't say. Not a well-liked man. Sure. Richard Lawrence, an unemployed house painter, okay, approached Jackson as he left a congressional funeral held in the House chamber of the Capitol building and shot him, but his gun misfired. A furious 67... 67? I know! Oh my god. (laughs) A furious 67-year-old Jackson confronted his attacker, clubbing Lawrence several times with his walking cane. Pow! Pow, pow, pow! Do you know what it reminds me of? What does it remind you of? Miracle on 34th Street, the original, when yeah, the guy, yeah, yeah, the yeah. old guy who plays Santa, he gets mad at the guy who's the psychiatrist. The, like, psychiatrist, yeah. Right, and, like, clubs him on the head because he gets angry with yeah. him. That's exact. I mean. But he just gives, like, one, like, bop. He just bops him. Bops him. Cane. Yeah, he does. He bops him. Well, whereas 67-year-old Andrew Jackson, I think, probably beat the shit out of this kid. With his walking cane. I do believe the term clubbing. Clubbing uh, is a real adjective here. It's a real adjective here. (laughs) I have to say, and this is one of those moments that I said what happened at the top of this show. Again, not a fan of Jackson, but love this vibe. I love this vibe. 67 years old in 1835, mind you. Which is probably 136 in today's time. Yes. Is like, I'm so sorry. Did you just shoot, shoot at me? me? Bow, 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 bow. Hell yeah. During the scuffle, Lawrence managed to pull out a second loaded pistol and pull the trigger, but it also misfired. <laughs> this poor man, like, he's so angry. Shoot me once, shame on you. Shoot me twice, shame on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't believe, you know what? Here's the thing. What are the odds? This poor Richard Lawrence, that both of his pistols misfire. Do you want to know something? I yes. have that information, and it's <gasps> at the, the actual statistics are at the <gasps> end. I kidding you not. They did a study. Oh my God. They did a study 
with of the actual guns that he used. I love that we have like, you know, children living in poverty and we're just putting money towards how is it possible that two guns misfired while shooting Andrew Jackson? Oh, well, to be fair, the study was done in 1930. Still. And the Dust Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's worse. But it's, I guarantee it's a worse but time. I, but I guarantee you, it was it wasn't it's like, like a right like before a, the crash, like right before everything. <laughs> no wonder it crashed. But everybody they, was too busy being like, "How two guns? Two guns? How? Oh. How? How?" But basically, what two they did guns. is they got the guns that he used and they shot them and they fired, and so then they calculated statistically what would that like? What are the odds of that? And yeah, it was. It's it's rare. I mean, Jackson. Well, don't give be, it away. We'll get to I, it. We'll get to it. But he should be grateful. Yeah. So we. So Richard Lawrence has pulled out not one but two pistols. They've both misfired. Within moments, Navy Lieutenant Thomas Gedney and Tennessee Congressman Davy Crockett. I know it's so good. There's so much in here you don't even know. Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, Alamo hero, Davy Crockett. And him. Wow. I know. Everything really does connect. It really, it really is. And like, pretty sure Lincoln is alive at this time. Like, there's just... Lincoln shows up and is like, stop. Stop. (laughs) Okay, so Davy Crockett's here. The two men subdued Lawrence and hurried the president off to a carriage so he could be transported to the White House. Wow, thank God for bystanders who happen to be Davy freaking Crockett. (laughs) Imagine of all of the congressmen, oh, you're gonna get like the king of the wild frontier right. to happen to be next to you as you're being shot at not once but twice. He's so okay, lucky, Andrew Jackson. He's so lucky. He's he really so lucky. is. Yes, because I mean, yeah, not only did the pistols misfire twice, but also Davy Crockett right yeah. there. If I could have somebody fight for me, like Davy Crockett would be on the short list. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like if I had like a champion, oh, he's got a great hat. Great hat. Great hat. And, and like that wild, wild west vibe. Just being like, you you may all go to hell. I'm going to go to Texas. Like, right. that's, that's, that's his vibe. Probably like good and like, like smelly from the west and the dust. Like he's yeah. got that good dirt feel, you know? Yeah. Because you're outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. not because you don't shower. Like that good right. dust, that good dust dirt feel. Right. He like yeah. showers in the river. Right, right, like right. bathes in the river. Oh. Right. <laughs> okay. That's great. Shout that's out great. to Davy Crockett. <laughs> So let's talk about the assassin or the the <laughs> attempted assassinator. Attempt, let's. let's talk about him. His name is Richard Lawrence, like Lizzie said. He was born in England, but moved to Washington, D.C. in 1812 and became a house painter. He was polite and hardworking, but he also displayed signs of mental instability and nursed a growing delusion that he was a long lost heir to the British throne. Same. Yes. I mean, you are Lizzie. Anastasia for me. Yes. Yes. Um, You know what? I think if you're going to have delusions of anything, let it be that you are the long lost heir to the British throne. Like, to me, that's, that is dreaming big and beautiful. Yes. I'm like, like, imagine thinking yourself, because I can't imagine myself, like, if I, you know, when you think of like who you might have been in a past life. Yeah. And I think when people do that, they're like, ooh, I probably would have been like somebody really exciting. Me, I'm like, I probably was a cobbler and a bad one. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
I don't have delusions of grandeur, so I always appreciate when somebody <laughs> looks within themselves and is like, do you know what I am? The heir to the British throne. Not, not like, not like related. The the no, heir, the heir, like, the, the, the heir. first in line, not the spare, the heir, the heir. And he's so sure about it. He's that so sure. He's, to be he so attempts sure, to sure shoot the president. I'm not quite sure what how he thought, like what shooting the president of the United, like what would England be like? Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. Thanks so air. much. Thank you so much. Come, rule. enemies of the air, beware! Like the Chamber of Secrets tells us everything we need to know. So Lawrence is mentally unwell. He's Mm -hmm. British, born British, and he believes he's the heir, the long lost heir to the British throne. His insanity was fairly obvious. Not only did the painter believe the president had killed his father. To be fair, Andrew Jackson probably did. He He did kill. He killed a lot of people. (laughs) Like that's to me, that's like the most sane thing. You, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're like, statistically speaking, if there was a president who was going to be responsible for the murder of somebody's For the murder spot, of your... Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. It's not not, you know? <laughs> we don't have the evidence to suggest otherwise. <laughs> okay. So he believes he's the heir to the British throne. He believes the president killed his father. And he was also convinced that he was the 15th century English king, Richard III, and he was entitled to payments from his American colonies and that Jackson had prevented him from receiving that money because he was opposed to reauthorizing the charter for the second bank of the United States. I love this. (laughs) I love this. This is the best motive we have seen for an assassination by far because because now not only is he the heir to the british throne he's also he's also a king past life king richard the third the third isn't that the one with like the hump is that the hump the hump of all of the kings to be wouldn't have been my choice but like again uh, he's making himself a king yes he is and he's like you gotta give me my money this is bit this is business business Oh my God! Go no. off, Richard Lawrence. Like yes, he he really went in for it, and and then to li- the crazy thing. I mean, and it all sounds very crazy, is that he believes all of these things, but then his solution to them and the reason he's mad is rooted in reality. Sure, like, the thing about the bank actually is, is real. True, is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I think that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is a this is a person who's like a, a somewhat functioning member of society. I mean, he like has work, so there has to be some groundedness to his behaviors, even though he is fifteenth century well. English king Richard III. Right, and owed money. He's also a house painter. Right, because what are you gonna do? You gotta, you gotta feed your kids somehow. You gotta yeah, earn yeah. your living. You gotta exist you gotta in this something. 1835 world. Yes. I totally get it. I totally am with him. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at 
hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. talk about the bank a little bit we got just it. just to like understand what this bank was about and what because uh, like it like the bank the assassination attempt threw jackson into a tizzy because for obvious reasons i mean who wants to be almost murdered not me but he really thought it was like politically oriented not that this guy was mm. just crazy and talking crazy mm. so t- we're going to talk about the bank a little bit also it's not that complicated, so I feel like let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So Jackson thought that the bank, the second bank of the United States, represented the dangers of the wealthy aristocracy by occupying a place of privilege in government that wasn't accessible to average Americans. Okay. He said, quote, it is to be regretted that the rich and powerful too often bend the acts of government to their selfish purposes, close quote. True. True. So at the trial, at Richard Lawrence's trial in 1835, with attorney Francis Scott Key (laughs) prosecuting. (laughs) 
can we? Oh, say can you, you see? see? By Don Zerly fucking Oh, say can you see Francis Scott Key showing up? Oh, Do you know what this God. feels like? A this TV show. Like a TV show. It feels like one of those, what's those things when you like, you, there's like, you you have to like name a noun and then name a verb and then name a, a person and then and then you like read a thing aloud and it like creates the story based on the oh like a mad lib mad libs a mad lib this feels like a mad lib yes yes this feels like a wild mad lib and it's just of random people that you never associate like I don't no. associate Francis Scott Key with Andrew Jackson and Davy Crockett and he's a lawyer I didn't know that and he's a lawyer and he's a lawyer he just, and they just, just, just right are you kidding me. Oh my god. Oh it's, say, can you, can you see? see? He's here. Okay. Okay. Talk so, about talk about a multi-hyphenate Francis Scott Key. Oh my god, stop. Actor, singer, dancer, move over. Mm. So it's the it's Richard Lawrence's trial, the attempted assassin. It's April 1835. Francis Scott Key is prosecuting Lawrence. Um, and Lawrence announces to the jurors, quote. It is for me, gentlemen, to pass upon you and not to you upon me. Because Thanks, he's the king. <laughs> Wait, that's Lawrence who said that? Oh, I thought I thought yeah. that was right, Skucky. Oh my god, because he's the king that makes yes. He's the king. He's the king. He's the king. You don't get to talk about the king. He gets to talk about you. you. I judge you. Yeah, you, you don't, don't judge, judge me. me. This guy is a ten out of ten. <laughs> a I think 10 it's out of ten. I think it's time to see what he looked like, if we can. Do you want to? Sure. Yes. Okay, well, Richard. I I don't know why, but I'm erring on the not hot side. I am also erring on not hot. Okay, we just have... Oh, do we not have an actual... We have a sketch. We have a sketch. A bat. It's a bad sketch. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a great... Oh, I don't think we have an actual picture of him. No. That's well, so... to be fair, did we have... I don't know that we had the other... When were cameras invented? You're asking the wrong girl. <laughs> but yes, oh, but we do have an image of... Or a sketch of the clubbing. Yeah, I see that. I see that. That's great. It's great. I'm going to say that he was not attractive based on the sketches. I I think that's I think that's accurate. I think I will like, say I will say though, great legs. He's got great legs. He does seem to looks have like a, he has some gams. Yes, he's got some good attire. It looks like I do. He's got a top hat in many of the sketches, as they all do. Yeah, you know, like okay. my my main comment would be that his hair seems a little long. Right. Well, he's going through it. Right. You know, he's got a lot on his mind, a lot on his plate, being sort of the king of England. Like, you, you don't have time for a hair. I, I barely have time for a haircut. And I am not 15th century King Richard III. You know? <laughs> I, I, you're not. No, you're you're Lizzie, Queen of the United Kingdom 2023. You're right. That's it. So, according to sketches, we're, we're not hot. He's got some not issues. Hot. So you can't really blame mm-hmm. him. He goes to court. Francis Scott Key is is prosecuting him. He is found not guilty by reason of insanity and confined to a hospital for the mentally ill until his death in 1861. I think that's I think that's uh, you correct. know it's 1835. What are you gonna do? We don't have antipsychotic meds. All roads lead to mm-hmm. you're not well. You're, you're not, not well. fit enough to stand trial. You're not well, Lawrence. No. 
So circling back to this bank war, let's talk more about the bank war because obviously it was enough to rile somebody's feathers, enough to try to shoot Andrew Jackson not once but twice. Mm -hmm. So in the years before the assassination attempt, Jackson came out swinging against the Bank of the United States, (laughs) parentheses, bus. (laughs) (laughs) The chartered corporation was the second of its kind, the First was chartered in 1791 as the brainchild of friend of the show, Alexander Hamilton, very emotional guy. When Congress allowed the charter on the first bank to expire in 1811, they quickly discovered how important a function it served. It issued currency, opened branches throughout the country, brokered loans if the U.S. needed to borrow money, and moved money between banks. So, in 1816, Congress passed a new 20-year-long charter for the bank. Makes sense. They're like, oh, we need this to function. Cool. Oh, cool. Let's, Let's make it so. In the period of the 1820s, most observers thought the bank behaved responsibly. It served the government well and kept out of politics. Um, in 1829, Jackson attacked the banks and the kind of, and that kind of startled everybody. He said it represented a dangerous concentration of power. This is very Andrew Jackson, right? So this thing is running along. It's working. Everybody's like, this seems to be going well. And Andrew Jackson's like, this is horrible. And they're like, what? We weren't even talking to you about this. This wasn't on the agenda. This lit, we are talking, what? In 1832, Congress passed a bill to preemptively recharter the bus. Jackson, surprise, vetoed it. Though the bank would remain in place for another four years. So Jackson's not having anything to do with this bank. No, you don't like "Mm -hmm." it. You don't like it. I don't like it. I don't don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want it. The veto became a major campaign issue when Jackson ran for re-election that year. Empowered by an overwhelming electoral victory over his opponent, Henry Clay, who believed the National Bank allowed the federal government to manage the well-being of the country's economy, Jackson decided to remove federal deposits, which was money that came in from customs officers collecting revenue in ports and other government funds, and deposit them in state chartered banks, which made it impossible for the bank to regulate the country's currency. I love it. I love it. Jackson's like, you know, I'm going to put it in a, I'm going to put this in several, I'm going to put this under the mattress. I'm going to put this in the freezer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put this in my Mm -hmm. shoe. I'm going to put it on my sock. And the bank is like, where's the money? (laughs) And how much do we have? Right. And what is its value? And what is its value? (laughs) He's like, I'm going to try and solve this problem that nobody seemed to think was a problem by yeah. moving the money around. It's going to cause some other problems. And when somebody tries to shoot me about it, mm. I'm going to club them. I'm going to club Double them. Double down. Yeah. To me, this is a quintessential making a mountain out of a molehill. Uh-huh. Andrew Jackson. Uh-huh. This move of basically creating all these little state banks and screwing over the federal bank, uh, further provoked Congress, whose members saw it as a huge overreach of executive power. True. Sure. 
I would say sure. Absolutely. Yes, they've passed. Absolutely. They've passed the law. Why are you angry? Yeah. Also, you can't just like create banks. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. In response to his move, the Senate censured Jackson in 1834 for, quote, assuming power not conferred by the Constitution, end quote. It was the first and only time a Senate ever censured a president. Agreed. Agreed. They're like, I, I feel like uh, we could have found no. some other opportunities for censorship. Oh, for sure. Just a few. Just a few. But I appreciate that it was applied here. I think it's warranted. I do. I, yes. Great. We're trying something out. The back and forth battle became known as the Bank War. It transfixed the country to the point where even some with clear mental instability could easily reference it in his assassination attempt, not naming names, Richard Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting, though, like everything going on in 1835 that like this is what his mind latches on to is like right. the, the, the horrible thing going on that he has to seek justice for it's like the banks right so but you know what i'm not here to criticize richard lawrence no. i mean i am you can't shoot somebody like no that's no bad. that's that's bad that's bad that's bad but it's a it's a it's an interesting motive it is i would say it is well it's very say. complicated yes i'm shooting you because of the banks i'm it's shooting well i'm shooting you because of the banks because i'm you might know me, uh, 15th century King um, Richard III. Oh, yes. And uh, Hello, you owe Richard. me money, and I can't get this money unless the banks exist. So give me my money. And you killed my father. So, so fuck off. Give me my money. So fuck off. <laughs> so let's talk about the aftermath of the assassination attempt. Richard Lawrence was most likely a mentally unstable individual with no connections to Jackson's political rivals. But Jackson was convinced that Lawrence had been hired by his Whig party opponents to assassinate him. <laughs> I just kind of want to be like, Jackson, have you seen the Whig party? Like, come on. Come on. They're, they're not, not. They're not hiring assassins. They're no, not that groovy. No, like, no. Your, your party would be the one to hire assassins. You know what I mean? Like, right, you're right. the groovier party. It's true. It's true. Also, like, spend two minutes with Richard Lawrence, and I think you can suss out that he's not with the Whigs. Yeah, he's not with the Whigs. No, no. He's not with anybody but the people in his own mind. Mm -hmm. At the time, Jackson's Democrats and the Whigs were locked in battle over Jackson's attempt to dismantle the Bank of the United States, known as BUS. His vice president, Martin Van Buren, was also weary and therefore carried two loaded pistols with him when visiting the Senate. So, like, they're on high alert because they think somebody's going <laughs> to shoot them over the banks. Could you imagine? Like, over at least, the banks. At least we've moved past that. We're, like, we just now, like, yell obscenities to each other on the Senate floor and call each other yeah. names and whatever. Yeah. Like, people, no. Like, you're not, like, you know, nobody's walking in with, like, a, you know, pow, pow, like, so you're right. going to shoot somebody well, over the when... decision. This is when Congress was groovy, right? Where, like, if you shot somebody, and, but they were being a jerk, and, like, they weren't being a gentleman, it's well, justified. It's justified. It's justified. So, yeah. also, shout out to Merton Van Buren, whose house I have famously been to. 
for carrying around not one but two loaded pistols. He's like, yes. you're not going to catch me flat-footed in this Senate. Try and shoot me. Mm-hmm. Try and shoot me and I'll show you just how bad of a president I am in t- 10 years time. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> Come at me. So this was the first attempt to assassinate a sitting president. And in the aftermath, tension was focused less on how to keep the president safe and more on the flinging of wild accusations. Surprise. <laughs> okay. Kel Great. Su- Kel Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's Andrew Jackson. Nobody, nobody in their right mind is going to be like, we have to figure out how to keep Andrew Jackson safe. I'm like, <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. He's He's in charge of his own security. He's got he's, a cane. He's got his club. He's got, obviously, something watching over him because this guy's got nine lives. Okay. So let's just talk about the name calling and then we can move on. <laughs> Jackson's suspicions were never proven and Richard Lawrence spent the rest of his life in a mental institution. Here's the part I talked about at the beginning when they did the study. Mm. They did the study. Okay, here we go. Go off. Here we go. A century later, after the assassination attempt, Smithsonian Institute researchers conducted a study of Lawrence's derringers, the guns, pow pow, guns, the guns, during which both guns discharged properly on the test's first try. It was later determined that the odds of both guns misfiring during the assassination attempt were 1 in 125,000. I mean, of course it is. It's Andrew Jackson. Of course, these are the odds. And I also, I wonder, because again, we have no real like recollection or, I mean, like I know eyewitnesses were kind of there, but maybe it was that like Richard Lawrence fumbled with it. You know, like maybe it wasn't the gun's fault. So maybe it was Richard's fault. It could have been. Some historians have also speculated that the unusually humid weather contributed to the double misfiring. Because it's wet. It's but sticky. Like, it's wet. Bow, pow. Yeah, but I'm also like, okay, if I'm Smithsonian and I'm doing a research, I'm like, go go to the Amazon forest and do this study. Like, go to the humidity and fire these pistols. <laughs> if you were firing these pistols and doing this research in a dry climate, no, no. Let's recreate Washington, D.C. in 1835 in January. Tis a swamp. Tis a swamp. Tis a swamp. Fire the pistols. Ah. Let me know. Let me know. Okay, so we're going to end this with something you've given me, which is a fun, totally separate story, which we never do, but I am here for it, so Mm -hmm. I can't wait to find out what this is. Because you know what? It has to do with one of Jackson's nine lives. Oh, perfect. Great. Great, great, great. So Jackson was also the target of the first recorded physical attack on a president. This is not surprising at all. Nobody likes Andrew Jackson. No. He had ordered a dismissal of Robert Randolph from the Navy for embezzlement on May 6th, 1833. So this is only two years before two years, Richard yeah. Lawrence shows up and tries to shoot him not once but twice. Right. Jackson sailed on the USS Signet to Fredericksburg, Virginia, where he was to lay the cornerstone on a monument near the grave of Mary Ball Washington, George Washington's mother. During a stopover near Alexandria... Randolph struck the president. He fled <laughs> He fled the scene chased by several members of Jackson's party, including the writer, <laughs> Washington Irving. Like the fuck? Who is not it, who is not saving this man? 
this is like 1830s midnight in Paris. Do you know what I mean? Where yes. like all yes. these random house yes. people keep showing up in right. the same place. Right. Like Do where where is what's her face? What's her face? Kathy Bates. Like where is Kathy Bates in this? Where is Kathy Bates? Where is, where Kathy, is Kathy Bates? Bates? Where is she? That's correct. Do you think that Robert Randolph's fleeing of uh, after he punched Andrew Jackson, I assume, in the face, do you think that inspired him running away the story of the Headless Horseman? Oh, my God. Well, one can hope. Washington Irving. Washington Irving. One can hope. Like, wow, yes. (gasps) I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I I listen. I don't know, but it's plausible. It's plausible. It's plausible. It's plausible. Um, love that. Uh, and unsurprisingly, Jackson decided to press no charges. I'm pretty sure this is a guy who is used to being punched in the face. <laughs> he's like, like he's okay, like, I'll deal with that. In. You got one in. Like, all right, you cool. Like, Bye. I don't want to waste my time with you. Yeah, I'm still the president of the United States. Like, okay, you're, you are dismissed. Right. <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Bye. Um, that's a fun, great story. And that is the end of our episode on the assassination attempt of Andrew Jackson. Lots of twists and turns in this one. I really didn't expect to see sort of the gambit of U.S. historical figures showing up in this conversation. No. But I'm glad they came. I'm glad they came. So with that said, you guys, we love you so so much and if you like what you heard you can find us on twitter and instagram at let's get civical as always uh, please rate review and subscribe to us we love you so so much and we will see you next wednesday goodbye